Pull yourself up a chair and join us at the Energy Roundtable. Welcome to Energy Roundtable. Grab a cup of coffee and let's have some chat about uh, what's in the uh, news this week. Lisa, welcome to the Roundtable. Hello there, Matt. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. You? I'm very good. Thank you. It's Friday, so I'm excited for the weekend. Right on. Uh, there's a lot on the go in our industry, as always there is. I was talking to somebody yesterday, they said, everybody's talking about energy. And uh, well, they're finally figured out what all the cool kids have been up to. So speaking of the cool kids, my first article is, uh, both of my articles are again from smartenergydecisions.com. So yes, I might be a little bit lazy, but uh, by going to the same website, but they offer great uh, curation of, of articles. And so this one, the headline is Starbucks adds carbon neutrality in green coffee processes to 2030 goals. You told me that I stole this from you. I know you're a <laughs> north of the lake, frou-frou, uh, Starbucks drinking uh, individual, <laughs> Lisa, now that you live where you live. Um, anyways, this is a cool a cool article. Um, I guess a, the article goes on to say that a year ago, they announced a, a desire to get to 50% reductions in their carbon emissions within 10 years, but now they're doubling down and they're saying they want to be carbon neutral by 2030. And uh, that's that's only nine years from now. They have a kind of a three-pronged approach to this. Um, and uh, the first one is they're going to uh, equip farmers to decarbonize their supply chain. Second one is promoting the distribution of disease-resistant coffee tree varieties. And the third is protecting and restoring at-risk forests in uh, coffee-growing regions. So, you know, certainly all all media around carbon reductions is is a good, you know, especially with somebody who has such a, a pulpit or a, a position like Starbucks to take this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it's exciting from that perspective. And, um, you know, I, I have a little bit of a disappointment that, you know, as a thermal power guy, there's no mention of biomass and biomass generation with all the foresting that's going on. Yeah. Uh, but again, I don't know the whole value chain. Now. So what do you think? about this article, Lisa, are you thumbs up, thumbs down? Yeah, well, I'm thumbs up for a couple of reasons. I think, um, you know, it's, it's, what's interesting is people are taking the sustainability piece on themselves, right? So, it, you know, you talk about some of the top, you know, Fortune 500, Fortune 100, Fortune 30 companies, you know, they're all, they're not, they're not waiting. They're, they're, you know, taking it upon themselves to figure out how to uh, decarbonize, um, you know, their, their supply chains. Um, you know, I, I was, interestingly enough, I, I ordered, um, you know that I'm an avid cyclist, so I ordered a POC helmet, okay, off of POC's website, and then they they send me this. Sorry, is this POC like the high rate anaerobic digester technology company? No, no, not that same POC. <laughs> POC. POC. <laughs> yes. Um, and then they they send me an app to track the order, and the app is called Shop. And when I got into the app, the first thing that I saw was they have this carbon offsetting program, so that your the shipments are, I guess, there's some form of um, you know, carbon offsetting that they're doing through a program to plant trees in different parts of the world. And I, I didn't look through it in, in a lot of detail, but it just kind of shows you how this is becoming a big piece of, you know, everything that we do from the coffee that we drink to the POC helmets we purchase online. <laughs> right. And I think, you know, a lot of what's driving that is people will vote with their feet, right? And yeah. so particularly for B2C business to consumer customers, uh, or businesses who are serving the, the the broader public, 
Um, I, it happens in B2B as well, but I think, you know, if, if the story is not there of uh, decarbonization and emissions reduction, then people are going to take their business elsewhere. And so it's, you know, it is a, it's cool that, you know, it's the right decision and it's a business decision and they're merged together. Um, so I'm, I'm, this, the story is good. I'm, I'm a bit thumbs down because I would have liked the biomass piece to be mm. in there. I think it's a <laughs> biomass opportunity, but um, overall, I think it's a good news story. Awesome. Well, one of the articles that I found, it was off of uh, Routers. It was, uh, this one is from, I think, March the 15th. Uh, the title of it is From Fracking to Geothermal, Fort Nelson's First Nation Moves Forward with Clean Electricity Project. And the reason I thought this was interesting is last week on our Energy Roundtable segment, we were talking a little bit about fracking. We just kind of touched on it. But here they're basically taking uh, existing fracking gas wells and they're basically deepening those. Uh, I think that they're talking about roughly between 610 meters to 760 meters, um, basically to put a geothermal loop in there. And the purpose is to create 15 megawatts of clean electricity. Apparently it's gonna be uh, one of Canada's first uh, geothermal electric facilities. It's supposed to be completed in 2024. Um, so I thought it was interesting just because it, you know, obviously reuses some of the existing infrastructure or uh, in an existing site for another purpose. So that was kind of cool. Um, and then uh, perhaps more importantly, you know, First Nations communities and northern communities have uh, been powered over the years with diesel powered predominantly. And many of those facilities have shifted to LNG. Uh, but to kind of see something this green uh, was kind of a, you know, I thought it was a, a pretty good news story uh, and pretty innovative. So, um, yeah, I, I think I give this one probably a thumbs up. I feel like I'm giving all of my articles a thumbs up. That's probably not a good thing. But what do you give it, Matt? Yeah, I give it a thumbs up, you know, uh, because if, and for those who can't put Fort Nelson on a map, it's a 20 hour drive from Juneau, Alaska. Uh, it's a roundabout, uh, means I just, I, I Googled it while we were talking. It's, uh, it's east of Juneau, Alaska, but, uh, anyways, yeah, great, uh, reutilization of existing assets. And I, I, I'm, uh, you know, I'm a, I don't know a lot about it, but geothermal as a technology, I think is something that, um, is, is, is under explored and the stories are under told. I think it's something that's untapped and it's, you know, maybe it's not as sexy as wind and solar, but I think there's some significant opportunities there. So um, I'm, I'm two thumbs up for this because I think it's uh, it's a good a success story for a northern community. And it's a technology that I, I hope that we can uh, continue to explore uh, more and more as, as the world develops. So very good. Cool. My next story, my last story is um, I'm trying to pull it up here on my phone. And I'm having trouble doing that for some reason. This is awkward. Um, I can't go to my next page. Uh-oh. Well, I can. if you want, I can go to with my next one. If you like, Matt, and you can. Yeah, you go, you go, please. Thank I'll, you. I'll go. Okay, no worries. So uh, the next one is also from Routers. I'm trying to see. I think this one was March the 16th. Um, that's titled. Is it, is it Rout I've always pronounced it Reuters. Is that wrong? Oh, may, may, maybe you're right. It could be. R-E-U-T-E-R-S. Maybe maybe our maybe those who listen and watch can write in and and and, and, and tell us that. how it's is, pronounced. Is, is it Reuters routers? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, let let's get some. We feedback should get corrected on, on that for sure, though. We should. Or maybe yeah. I should get corrected if I'm the one who's mispronouncing it. Or or me. I mean, somebody's going to win. Somebody's going to lose. That's what the round is <laughs> all about. All right. So this next one is: uh, Germany and Canada agreed to explore green hydrogen development. 
Um, so basically, as the article would suggest, it's an agreement between Germany and Canada to explore the joint development of green hydrogen from Canadian hydroelectric power for export to Germany. And the whole reason behind this, from what I understand in the article, just try to summarize it, is that uh, Germany basically wants to scale up on hydrogen uh, as an alternative to fossil fuels for mass applications in the industry to meet their climate change targets. Uh, but they lack apparently the land resources to produce enough of that green power for use in the necessary electrolysis process. What The part that I really found interesting about the article was just the, the co-development between the countries. And, um, you know, for listeners who may or may not have heard, yesterday the Supreme Court deemed the federal carbon tax as constitutional. So it was, you know, I just thought this is was kind of interesting to see how this was sort of out of the box thinking. And because of that, you know, the rule that, you know, the Supreme Court ruling that took place yesterday, I kind of had to wonder, you know, is this something that we're going to see, you know, more of in the future where there's multiple countries collaborating? And and the reason that I think this could be a big, a big deal is because, um, you know, we've talked about this uh, on our podcast and Energy Roundtable before. Um, but, you know, when you when it comes to renewable technologies, they're really, in some cases, location based, right? Um, you know, where you might have hydroelectric that's better suited for one area and other areas for solar and for wind or cogeneration or whatever it might be. Um, so I just thought that that was kind of interesting to kind of get the collaboration of different either provinces or countries working together to meet an overall goal. Yeah. And, and certainly if you think if you step back and think about it, um, you know, we're all breathing the same air, you know, from a macro level. We're all so we, we're all in this together. Right. And that's why you know the Paris Accord, the Kyoto Accord. Those are those are real things because we're all breathing the same air. I'm uh, thumbs up on this um, again because I think uh, you know I, I spent a lot of time with in the biogas space where German technology was coming uh, to to North America, and it was always you know it was, it was like the the Brady Bunch that always say Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. In in the North American renewable context, it was always Germany, Germany, Germany. Mm. And so it's nice to hear a story of I think it's going the other way, and I'm you know proud Canadian, a little bit competitive. And so to see, you know, some of this go the other way and, and maybe it's hydrogenics, you know, uh, you know, technology to make hydrogen. That'd be cool. Canadian technology. So, you know, there's there's a lot of things here that uh, are exciting about this story. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing they're going to make the green hydrogen here and transport the hydrogen. Um, I don't know if that was clear in the article. That yeah, I, I, you know what? I, I didn't. I didn't dig into it that deep, but that's a good point. I mean, uh, I would assume so, but I would I would imagine the uh, practical realities of of uh, moving the electricity is a little hard. <laughs> exactly, that might not be the greatest idea. Cool, that's 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 a good one. Um, my last article that I did finally found uh, did finally find uh, is a new biofuel project from Delta Airline partner receives a six hundred million dollar investment. So. What this is, is it's a company that is developing a sustainable aviation fuel. Um, so there has been some development that Delta has been a part of um, uh, on kind of a pilot, but now uh, there's a, a, a bunch more money. Stone Peak Infrastructure Partners uh, is kind of the backing this deal, and they're going to provide $600 million to a company called Northwest Advanced Biofuels. And um, they're going to continue the path towards a 
uh, cellulosic biofuel uh, to replace uh, fossil-based jet fuel. So that's that's the story. What what's your initial reaction? Well, I, I give this a little bit of a thumbs down only because I feel like it's a bit of a, a a duplicate from one of our one of our first energy roundtables, isn't it? Wasn't it you or I that spoke about? Was it Air Canada or there's another airline that's basically doing the same thing? But other than that. I give it a thumbs up because obviously, you know, from a, I think it's pretty uh, interesting to see how so many of the airlines are thinking about this. Obviously, when we think of uh, carbon footprint and, um, you know, people like Greta Thunberg, who is, uh, who are who's sailing around the world to avoid, you know, the, her carbon footprint. Um, I think it's pretty neat. Um, and I, I like to travel. So, um, you know, the, the, the more we can reduce carbon via flights, that, that's awesome. I think your thumbs down is really for me, because I've picked two airline uh, articles two weeks in a row. <laughs> I, I um, don't remember who it was. It yeah, I know it, it was me because I'm an Air Canada guy. Delta is not a Star Alliance partner, but I've gone outside of the family to pick pick them. But what's different about this article? The Air Canada article was was about commitments that they had made and some generalities. But this is about a true investment in a true technology. Uh, I'm reading this book, uh, Peter. Teal, I hope I'm pronouncing Zero that right. Zero to one. Zero to one. Thank you. He's, uh, he's a big venture capitalist and he talks about how hard, you know, how important innovation is. And we talk a lot about globalization, but globalization really is a race to the bottom in terms of the economics. But innovation is what will, you know, set us apart for many, many years with the Industrial Revolution and, mm. and even in the early part of the, the last century. Uh, but we got to get back to innovation. And so what excites me about that opportunity is it's a it's a step change in terms of the technology. Anytime we're, we're thinking outside the box with the technology is exciting. So to, to see that much money go towards technology, uh, that's pretty exciting. And that's, you know, it, airlines are not one of the low hanging fruit. Like it's, it's going to be hard to get us there. But if we want to go to Fort Nelson or we want to go to Germany to talk mm -hmm. about geothermal or green hydrogen, respectively, we're going to have to get on an airplane. And, yes. uh, or, you know, if we value our time, we are so <laughs> we get there. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a thumbs up on this article. I think it's, and, and more importantly, thumbs up on the, on the venture. So very good. Let's, uh, it's now time for the face off. We need a sound effect for the face-off. Mark, are you with us? I'm here. Do we do we do we edit in some kind of sound effect or something? I after? I have edited in on the previous one the face-off sound from Blades of Steel from Nintendo. I don't know if you remember that sound. It's like face-off. Yes. Okay. Excellent. I right do on. remember that one. I used to play that game with my sister all the time, actually. Yeah. So it, it'll appear in here, maybe right here. Face-off. All right. There oh. it is. Uh, what what I wonder what that what would that have been like a, a a hockey game on Nintendo between the Barber sisters was that a was that a heated affair was that like you know did she uh, beat the snot out of you or did you beat the snot out of her and one of you stormed away if, crying or if if this gives you a bit of an idea of my sister's personality not not that she's like this anymore she sort of changed but we used to love playing with our Barbies when we were kids and uh, I remember the moment very, very well. It's very vivid still in my mind where she came up the stairs yelling at me, smacking me so hard with her Barbie. We used to play with the so the Backstreet Boys were actually our our Kens because we didn't have any Kens. And then and then we had the regular Barbies as the, you know, the women. 
And uh, anyway, so so long story short, she came up the stairs and she hit me that hard with her. I think it was the Danny New Kids on the Block guy that the leg broke off of the the, the Danny. So uh, we, we still laugh about that today. Um, so it was pretty competitive back in those days. Uh, she was a much better uh, Nintendo player than I was. But uh, that's yeah, the answer. Fun that's, time. that's the story I was looking for. Who, uh-huh. who, who would win? So you gave it to us right at the end. <laughs> the mic is okay. yours mark yeah so um face off is uh, a segment where i throw a topic at you guys each of you will be um forced to take a pro or a con side and today's topic is obviously the carbon tax uh being deemed constitutional um although i think there, there are going to be making some revisions to it but either way um it's still uh still around so lisa you're going to take the pro on this decision you're happy you like the carbon tax and okay. matt you're going to do the con side you don't like the decision you'd rather no carbon tax it, and are we arguing the constitutionality of it or carbon tax in general like I guess the carbon uh, tax is probably yeah. and yeah neither of us are a constitutional lawyer so we should probably- <laughs> That's right. yeah yeah, let's just let's just keep it uh, fairly broad for this. So, so who's going first, Mark? Uh, let's hear Matt's side of uh, why he thinks uh, you know this is a terrible idea. Well, yeah, it, it certainly is a, a terrible idea. Uh, I think you know for for a bunch of reasons, and I, I'm no I'm no economist, but you know I think a tax like this. Um, is going to disproportionately affect those who can't afford to pay it. You know, you're going to see carbon tax show up uh, all over the place. It's already showing up at the pump. Uh, it's already showing up in a in a broad spectrum of places. And so, you know, as a as an economic mechanism, I'm not sure that it it does what it's intended to do. It is something that's simple and easy to administer. I get that, but I don't think that it is something that uh, is well used. In addition to that. Um, I think it is an, un, it is, it is a, an unfortunate application that really hurts a lot of what, you know, makes the Canadian econ- economic engine go forward. You know, you had Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Ontario on one side, and you had the federal government on the other. other. And so you have three, you know, industry or provinces who are economic engines for Canada. And uh, the reality is they're going to be significantly impeded in their ability to create value and create jobs as a result of this uh, carbon tax. And so, you know, we do, you know, our business does a lot of work in all three of those provinces, and we're going to have to navigate what does that mean in terms of, you know, future investments. And, you know, so, you know, I think there's other you know, other ways that we can, you know, drive the same behavior. Um, personally, I don't think carbon tax is the way that we should be doing it. Okay. Prove me wrong, Lisa. Prove me wrong. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm taking the pro stance. Tied at one, right? We're tied at one, by the way. We're we're tied at one. That's right. We need a yeah. we need a scoreboard, Mark. Can we have a scoreboard before we start this face off? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh I wanna, yes. I want to be like Lisa's sister and beat her all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I'm taking the pro stance on this. So uh, to start off with, well, hey, if you're gonna pollute, pay for pay for those carbon emissions. Um, I, I guess second to that. Uh, you know, I think it, it raises considerable revenue, which can be spent on mitigating pollution. Uh, so that's where a lot of these different incentives can come from, government incentives, uh, which will hurt further help develop uh, existing technologies and spur you know, innovation. We're certainly starting to see that in the space. Uh, obviously, it's driving behavior. Uh, you know, we're starting to see as uh, as, you know, these articles that I reviewed today, the hydrogen development and the fracking piece with geothermal, um, you know, obviously it's spurring innovation in different fields. So I think that's great. 
Uh, I think it just encourages companies in general to look for cleaner power alternatives. Um, look, Starbucks in some ways is taking that uh, upon themselves, uh, maybe not necessarily from a pure power perspective, but just from an overall sustainability perspective. And I think carbon emissions are driving that. Um, I think it allows us to slow our society's GHG contributions and therefore our global warming uh, so that Greta Thunberg hopefully can take the airplane at some point and not take the sailboat across the ocean. Uh, further investment or adoption often translates into lower technology costs. We're starting to see that with batteries. We're starting to see that with RNG and with hydrogen. Uh, another big bonus is more jobs, uh, more technologies, more innovation equals more jobs. And then uh, perhaps lastly, it can encourage um, positive lifestyle changes. So I might decide to drive my bicycle to work instead of my car. And uh, hopefully, uh, well, and may maybe for the Greta Thunbergs of the world, it means sailing the, the sailboat across the, the ocean instead of uh, taking the jet as well. But uh, in general, I think it, it, it you know, provides uh, or encourages positive lifestyle changes. Well, I appreciate your uh, concern for Greta Thunberg and avoiding scurvy when she's sailing around the world. Um, I I would respectfully ask if uh, you are confident in our federal government and their ability to uh, collect the tax and then distribute it in a means by which uh, it can actually drive uh, the change that you uh, so hope and do so in an efficient and non-corrupt manner. Um, well, I certainly, I, I certainly hope that uh, the federal government will do their piece in terms of, uh, you know, allowing, uh, you know, the, the spurring of innovation and, you know, the, through incentives to occur. I think we're starting to see that uh, already. Um, but perhaps more importantly, instead of it being directed just from the federal government uh, and, and providing those incentives, we're starting to see the behavior already because of the, the price of high carbon tax. Wow. This is a close one. This is probably the closest one because, you know, um, can we declare a tie? Because uh, I don't really I can't really decide on this one, to be honest. You know, you know what a tie is like, Mark. Right. I know. I know. I apologize for that. But um, regardless to how I actually feel about this, this was uh, a tough one. I tried to obviously remain neutral and this. I, can't, I honestly can't say either way who wins this one. So. I have to declare a tie on this one. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> we got to get a new moderator. There's no way. I, no way I lost this. No way. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, well, like you, I, know what, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna ask the listeners to weigh in. That's what okay. we're gonna do. Well, there we so, go. Yeah. That's, let, let's, like, let's make, let's like make that, that the new face-off rule that if Mark can't decide, because we do. Yep. Mark's a great guy. Grows a great mustache. Uh, produces a great, you know, content. Uh, Mark's a great guy. If Mark can't decide, we're not going to bust his chops. Um, we are going to uh, ask the listeners. So in the comments, uh, we want people to uh, pick a winner on the topic, on this particular topic of carbon okay. tax. Who won, Matt or Lisa, in our debate? All right. I like that, that idea. Like plan. Cool. Well, thank you both. Vote, vote for me, listeners. <laughs> Wow. wow. All right. Stuff in the ballot boxes. That's fine. That's fine. I'll just make my win even sweeter. So, <laughs> all, all joking aside, Lisa, Mark, thank you both. This is always the, one of the highlights of my week. Uh, a fun chance to catch up on the news in our industry and uh, talk about what's happening and uh, debate uh, some relevant topics. So thank you all, uh, our listeners. And as always, we crave your feedback and, and uh, I crave your votes. And uh, until next week, we will uh, we'll see you again. Stay safe.